The Wake Up Call is a daily encouragement to shake off the slumber of our busy lives and turn our eyes toward Jesus. Each morning, our community gathers around a scripture, a reflection, prayer, and a few short questions, inviting us to reorient our lives around the love of Jesus, who transforms our hearts, homes, churches, and cities. Wake up, O sleeper, and rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. It is Sunday, December 4th, 2022, in the year of our Lord. I'm Sarah Wank, and our series this December is called When Light Breaks In, Considering the Light of Christmas. And our entry today is called A Reality. From the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verses 1 through 5, hear the word of the Lord. In the beginning was the word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Now consider this. All right, one more on verse 5. We'll move on just a bit tomorrow, I promise. But for now, note this simple reality as the Gospel of John helps define the relationship between light and dark. Jesus is this coming Christ child. He is the Word made flesh, the everything of life, and in the process, the light of the world. And that light, according to the author, has not been or will not be overcome by darkness. But there is a tension between light and dark that is confidently overcome by Christ. In order for there to be a tension or even a relationship between light and darkness, even one that is eventually overcome, There has to be a darkness in the first place. If Christ is victorious over darkness, darkness has to exist. If light penetrates the darkness, darkness must be a reality. But we tend to twist darkness, sometimes denying its reality altogether, or at least diminishing its effects we tend to do one of two things. We either default darkness to the trials of life, as if the things of demanding schedules, inconveniences, or troubles are darknesses themselves, thinking that if Christ is victorious over the darkness, my life would be easier, more manageable, or will finally feel free of trouble. We diminish darkness's power to trouble and trial. Or we deflect the reality of darkness altogether, convincing ourselves that our denial of it diminishes darkness. Okay, I guess technically there's a third way too. Sometimes we give darkness power, treating it as equitable with God and believing that we are helpless against its effects. 
none of those things accurately define or describe the reality of darkness. It is neither non-existent nor all-consuming. It is not simplified as basic trials of human existence or the absence of darkness altogether. It is a force that can't be denied, but it is not of greater power than the one we worship. It is more than trouble, but it's not made up for drama's sake. Darkness is, excuse my attempt at layman's definitions of something so significant, a significant work of an enemy to separate us from God and the life found in him. And though we continue to live in its diminished effects as Christ restrains the work of evil until the restoration of the kingdom, it is also a reality that stands powerless against the one who has already been victorious, because, remember, the darkness shall not overcome the light of Christ and its work in the world. But I get it. Like, I really do. Life with all its trouble and trial, its fairly constant frustration, and sometimes outright fury, can be so exhausting, so overwhelming, that it can feel like an attack. When most of the time, it is simply the aftermath of living in a fallen world that is reeling in the reality of death, destruction, disease, and despair it's more likely that our earthly issues are just that. Issues like accidents, cancer, financial strain, physical stress, and so on. If you're carrying the burden of those things and the heaviness of that, it is okay to bring your weariness before the Lord as felt darkness. But we should always temper those troubles with the truth that real darkness is an attempt to keep us from trusting God more, loving God more, living more in the light of Christ, and sharing his hope with the world. If your earthly pain feels like overwhelming darkness and God feels far off, fight for the real darkness that keeps you from drawing to God in it. After all, if the real darkness, the work of an enemy, has been defeated, then the light that breaks in on us is the reminder that the temporary pains that try to keep us from God's life, love, joy, and peace don't have to take space in us either. As we intentionally live into Advent in this season of hope-filled anticipation and preparation for Christ's arrival and return, the light of the season can begin to break through in us when we measure our recognition of the darkness. When I struggle to get through hard days, darkness is not out to get me. If life were suddenly a bit easier, it's not because darkness stopped its pursuit. I can't just put blinders up and deny darkness's efforts, but I also can't let the reality of darkness consume me. See, that's where the promise comes in. Is darkness a force to be reckoned with? Sure. Can we already access the power and promise that holds back its efforts? Yes. As we awaken to the light of Christ in us, as the light of Advent breaks in, we gain perspective on darkness's power, 
and in so doing, we contain its potential. The reality of our difficult days and the power of darkness that tries to keep us from the hope and peace of Christ will one day disappear into God's restored and redeemed kingdom, God with us again. Advent has us claim the promise of God's already arrived on earth victory and long for the days of his return. Between those two truths, we have all we need for the light to diminish the power of darkness. The Prayer Almighty God, Word made flesh, Light of the world, We stand in overwhelming gratitude for your life and love that has eliminated the darkness we sometimes pretend isn't a thing. We give thanks for your patience with us when we live as if the darkness is out to get us, forgetting that we aren't bound by darkness's deceit. Thank you for your life-giving love that defeated darkness for good. Thank you for drawing near when the darkness we feel seems to overwhelm us. Give us such confidence in your truth that we can keep the darkness from consuming us and awaken us to where your light gently breaks in with promise. In Jesus' name, amen. The question. Have you had a habit to give darkness too much credit or not enough? Why do you think you do that? Are there places where you need to let go of claiming darkness as the culprit for your trouble? Or are there places where you've let life's trouble keep you from closeness with God, letting darkness win? If so, how might you change your thinking to claim Christ's victory? For The Awakening, I'm Sarah Wank. We hope that today's entry challenged and encouraged you. And thanks for listening to The Wake Up Call, powered by Seedbed. Be sure to share this with a friend. Leave us a rating and subscribe wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. Find out more and join the movement by visiting our website at seedbed.com slash wakeupcall.